Hello everyone and welcome to the Nisa Today FC podcast. I'm Josh Taylor and on today's episode we have an interview with City Union head coach and technical director Jordan Sullivan. He shared with us his journey to becoming the head coach for City Union, gives us insights on his vision to constructing this roster as the club looks to improve in year two in Nisa and more. So here it is, guys, an exciting interview with City Union head coach and technical director, Jordan Sullivan. Welcome to the Nisa Today FC podcast. And joining us today for our interview is the head coach and technical director for City Union. That will be Jordan Sullivan. Jordan, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure, Josh. How are you? I'm doing good, Jordan. Doing good. How are things going up in Rochester these days? Rochester, we're doing very, very well. We're in a week and a half into pre-season. We've got the guys in. They've getting, they're getting used to the cold weather. We're training outside, so there's still a bit of snow on the outside. But, yeah, no, we've got a very great team environment. The boys are working hard. You know, we're getting our football methodology down and how we want to play and very excited for the season. Now, Jordan, you were just appointed the head coach and technical director almost a month ago. Uh, congratulations on that. Thank you. And this was, of course, announced last month back on February 10th. Um, how did the coaching process work out behind the scenes uh, that led you to this opportunity with City Union? Uh, so I first started my Flower City Union journey as a player. So I played for the team last year and then the coaching staff sort of shifted. Uh, and then the assistant coach became the head coach. And then from there, I got appointed as the assistant coach for last year. So I already sort of understood, you know, the backroom staff and the, the, the personnel and how things started to work. And I established and understood the vision that Union has moving forward. So obviously, when the head coach decided to move on this year, they I put my name in for, to the hat. And obviously, being there already a year and establishing myself, they had full confidence that I could take the team forward and, and, and do a good job of it. So that's how I got it. Yeah, it was a kind of unique situation because I know Colton Bly, who you were referring to, was the uh, interim coach last season for um, and going through that process. And then, of course, as you mentioned, he tried to take on a new challenge and you jumped in on that opportunity to be the guy leading City Union. Um, Jordan, 
why did you want to be a head coach uh, for soccer? Uh, I mean, it's my passion. I've loved football from the age of six. Uh, it's all I've ever known. I've loved it playing. I've loved coaching. And I've probably spent the last 17, 18 years coaching at a variety of levels and really honing in my craft and paid my dues. And it was a brilliant opportunity that I got a chance to coach at a professional level because fundamentally that's why we do it. We want to coach at the highest possible level we can. So I had aspirations of, of doing that. And, you know, after 16, 17 years of being able to, you know, work hard and grind, I, I got an opportunity. So I'm thrilled to have it. I'm going to do the best I can with it. Now, you've had previous coaching experience from being an assistant coach, as you mentioned, being an assistant coach for Flower City Union last year. And now you, you're a head coach, but you've been a head coach previously um, in the past for Queens Park Rangers Academy and most recently with Rochester Lancers for the UPSL team. How do you feel that experience helped you get to, to where you are now? Uh, all experience is great experience. I mean, you know, it's when you do your coaching licenses, you understand the application, how to put on a structured session. But in my opinion, I think there are three main things you need to be a successful coach. And firstly is knowledge. Uh, and the only way to gain knowledge is through that experience and through, you know, working different, different teams, different age groups, different genders, all that sort of stuff to sort of hone your skills. That brings you to the second point of uh, being able to articulate what you want to your players in a way that they can understand and do it. And then the third thing is building a relationship with your players that will allow them to run through a brick roof, not just for you, but for the club. So all those years of experience coaching has allowed me to get a great database of how to interact with different players, different personalities, and really try and get the best out of them. And I'm glad you, you mentioned that point about building a relationship of players of course, you mentioned you played soccer as well. You played college soccer. Uh, you played over in the United Kingdom for Hayes and Yeti United FC. And you also played indoor soccer and outdoor soccer for Rochester Lancers. Uh, how do you feel being a former player kind of makes it easier for you to help relate to what the current players are going through now as they get ready for the season? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, coming in as a player for Flower City Union, you know, I wasn't a starter. Uh, but, you know, I think many of the players would agree that I had a lot of the respect in the locker room and I would take my time to help guys. And, you know, I've always enjoyed playing. Uh, and now that I've hit the age of 31, I don't think I can run like I used to. So I feel like I'm still fresh off of just playing so I can understand what the modern game is and the modern player. So I think that even though I'm pretty young to be a professional head coach, I feel like I have the knowledge, but also I feel like I can, I can relate to the players a little bit more. And that can help me build a stronger relationship with them because I get what they're going through and I can see things in the, the eye of a player still fresh because I've just come off a player myself. No, that's a great point, especially because with Nisa, it's been a league that's given with the clubs that have given team, uh, the coaches, you know, experience. And, of course, you being a, a player, assistant coach, now you're being head coach. Of course, we've seen that with... Maryland Bobcats recently with the appointment of Alex Cow taking over and similar story. He was a former player for the Bobcats, worked with them with their youth team, being an assistant coach last year, and their coach departed, and now he's 
similar in your spot taking over so you guys yeah. aren't the only ones yeah no that's you know that's how it is you pay your dues you do you work hard and you know if you do a good job and you're good with people and you give them the time a lot of people recognize that so i wish him the best of luck too now jordan you were the first assistant coach under colton bligh last season it was a challenging first year for city union from your perspective what were some of your takeaways from year year one um being a, a, a former player and then watching as assistant coach on the sidelines my biggest takeaway is the importance of experience players that have the experience that have played in the league i feel where we struggled a little bit last year was our lack of first uh of of professional experience i think we were the highest team of our first number of pros and you know as much as it's great getting in guys that haven't played at the professional level they'd be hungry nothing beats experienced pros that know how to play and win at that level so that's definitely one takeaway that i had from last year that we're trying to change for this year now earlier this year flower city union and syracuse pulse announced a merger to become city union at least for this season you will be playing matches in both Syracuse, New York, and Rochester this season. Jordan, what are your thoughts on this unique merger between these two clubs? Uh, as you said there, unique. It's definitely a new experience uh, in England. That's something we've never seen before. It's definitely something that is, is is an American sort of thing. I mean, it's exciting. I mean, it's never really been done before. Two teams that have played against each other, merging and becoming one. And, you know, we're trying to keep soccer alive not just in syracuse but in rochester so the thoughts and the ideas behind it are all out of love for for both parties involved so it's going to be unique and it should be an exciting opportunity for all yeah and for your games in rochester you'll be under fire senior union and when you play games in syracuse you'll have three matches in syracuse this year you'll be known as salt city union so it's been taking me, It's I know it's been like two months since the announcement. I'm still getting used to <laughs> referring yeah. you guys to City Union. Uh, but, uh, and I'm sure for some people, it'll probably take some time as well. And but I just figured you just coming in and being the head coach, it's going to probably take you some time to get used to it as well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's a definite change, but it's exciting. And I'm looking forward to it. All right. Now, as you mentioned, you guys are in preseason mode right now. You have been working on putting together your roster uh throughout the off season mm-hmm. um i know last year as you mentioned earlier flashing you focused a lot of rochester based players bringing in a, a few guys that had nisa experience but you mostly went with local guys this since you've taken over you've kind of flipped the script and gotten more players with more experience as you guys tried to improve this season but can you kind of just give me some insight on your vision on building this roster as you get ready for the season? Yeah, I think that's something we learned from last year that it takes experience to win games and it takes experience to keep a positive and sound culture in the locker room. Uh, and it takes good people as well. So, you know, we've tried to do our due diligence this year and not only looking at players' technical ability, but speaking upon their character and what they are as people as well. So that's been our process in regards to finding players and bringing players in. A lot of these players have already been established, whether in the USL League or in NISA. 
and they have a specific player profile that we go after that's going to suit our style of play and how we want to attack, defend, transition with and without the ball. So a lot of these guys have been handpicked based on the philosophy in which I want to play the game. So Now, Jordan, what has been your message to the players that you're signing or bringing in and to the fans as you guys get ready for year two in NISA? The club comes first sacrifice and put the betterment of yourself and put the betterment of, of what you want you know put the club first i think we need to play with a little bit more intensity this year i think we need to play with a little bit more passion uh and basically leave it out there because people that watch online people that sit in the stands coaches people can see passion and passion is infectious so if we can go out there and be passionate about what we do and take care of our take care of each other take care of our teammates and play a good brand of football, then that's going to bring fans in, that's going to bring people in to watch games, and, you know, people can really relate to people putting it all on the line. So that's the the, the, the philosophy we want to go for, is guys that are passionate, that want to win, and will leave it all out there on the field. Jordan, how do you plan to integrate some of these new players um, into your system? Uh, I know you're going through preseason right now, but just to kind of go over a, a couple of signings you guys have announced you brought back forward Mike Cunningham. You signed uh, a couple wingers, Frederick Opoku and Luke Ferreira, who played previously at Chattanooga FC. Yep. You also brought in a couple players that were with the Michigan Stars who won the league championship last year, uh, yep. Stephen Elias and center back Kyle Nelson. And, of course, the move that surprised a lot, surprised a lot of people, you guys were able to bring in forward Alwin Diakate from Albion. So just what was your pitch your sales pitch to bring these players on board to Rochester? Uh, the pitch was basically, you know, telling them my thoughts on how I want to play the game. Told them my thoughts on and my plans for them as, as individuals and in the team. And, you know, just sold them the, bl the blunt truth, basically saying, listen, these guys are important. We'd love to have you involved. This is our style of play. This is the role I feel that you can provide in this team. And I'd love to, for you to be on board and Leave the, leave the ball in their court from there, you know, and, and move forward. So a lot of the guys I spoke to, they, they liked the way I, I wanted to play football. They liked the way and the ideas of how I would run training. And, yeah, we was able to come to an agreement and get them over. And it's been, since they've come here, the arrival of these guys, it's, it's you know, it's fantastic. These guys are professionals. They know how to play the game. It's just now they're so coachable. It's now can you adapt and play the way that we want to play and they're doing it within, you know, one, two weeks of, of pre-season already. So the transition for these guys has been fantastic. You know, they are really seasoned pros and they understand their, their duties, you know, with the ball, without the ball. So it's been fantastic. It's been great coaching them. And what I was going to mention was, of course, Flower City Union, you guys went through your, uh, a tough inaugural season, only winning two matches, but to bring in some key players that were – key pieces on other NISA teams definitely helps with that experience. And, hey, you can only go off from here, you know, being the finish at the bottom last year. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I kind of was talking to Hector uh, a couple episodes ago when we were previewing all the teams for the upcoming season. And I felt, you know, with City Union, depending on who they were going to sign and bring in, I, I could see them, you guys improving going from finishing the bottom last year to, you know, fighting for the playoff spot. I think that's the goal, right? 
not just to win the get in the playoffs, but try to push to, for a championship title in Western New York. Absolutely, absolutely. With the players we brought in, you know that's very very attainable this year, and that's that's our goal collectively as a group. That's our goal. Now, I think one thing curious for you guys being City Union playing in Syracuse and Rochester, I think people were kind of wondering as you construct your roster. We also know some of the players we just mentioned that you're bringing in, but are you thinking about keeping a few players that played last year at Flowers Union? And were there any players from Syracuse Pulse that you might bring over to your club as we close the season starting? Uh, yes, we brought in a few players back from last from last year. As you, you mentioned, one of them, Mike Cunningham. Uh, we've also brought back Mitch Brickman, Ryan Curtis, Noah Kavanaugh. So, you know, we brought in a, a core selective group that, you know, fit my ideas of, of, of how to play the game this year. In regards to the Syracuse players, there's been, you know, talks of a few. and We've had guys come in and out of training and stuff like that. So we're still in the process of figuring that out and really nailing down our, uh, our, our top, you know, top 15, 16 guys and, and moving forward from there. So Your first match of the 2023 season will be on the road against the Maryland Bobcats. How do you feel about opening up a season once again on the road, taking on the Bobcats? I know it didn't go well the first time last year, but I know you guys are expecting to put a better show for your opener this time around. Yeah, no, I remember that game. I watched it from home online. It was it was, it was was a tough one. So, yeah, we're just going to go out there, work hard, hopefully play the way we've instilled the last four weeks of preseason. And show that passion and intensity and with the players we got we should be able to come out with a win coach predicting a win i like that <laughs> <laughs> all right and of course your home opener will be on may 13th also against the bobcats so i know last year you had your home opener a little early april i know they were concerned about the turnout with you know being chilly days so they pushed it back to or this year gave you guys till May, you know, hopefully nice and warm weather by then. But just talk about, you know, being there last year with the, the fans throughout the season and, you know, your supporters group, the defenders of the Garden, and yeah. being out there, you know, push you guys in day in and day out. Yeah, no, it's definitely important. I mean, the fans, they give the players an extra little bit of a buzz. They give the players that extra little bit of fight, that heart, that intensity. So having fans in the stand cheering us on is definitely a uh, a plus for us. Obviously, the last year of our schedule, we had so many games back to back to back. It was very, very difficult to get sort of any training periodization because it was like we had no opportunities really to sit, reflect, review. It was one game, a couple of days, another game, another game, another game. So this year, you know, the schedule works a little bit more in our favor in terms of we can play a game, we can assess, we can analyze, we can look back put things right that we may have made mistakes on and then obviously continue to get better and better and better with each game. So, yeah, that should hopefully help us. No, that's a fair point that you brought up. You guys were basically the war war the road warriors last year going all over the place with uh, a crazy schedule. Of course, the league obviously had some situation with a couple clubs that kind of caused part of that towards the end of the season. But you guys persevered, endured, and got through it so now you kind of know what to expect and as you mentioned with the training now you guys more times prepare get ready and 
like we said earlier, you can only go up from here. And based on everything I'm hearing with the seeing with the roster and everything you guys are putting together, uh, the fans should be very excited to see a a much improved City Union team for year two. Yeah, absolutely. You know that's what we want to try and do is improve upon last year, do well this year, improve next year, and just continue to to get better. That's what that's all it's about. Well, it makes you feel any better, Jordan. You do, you know, have three new NISA expansion teams playing this year. So they're going to probably go through some similar growing pains as you guys went through last year. Yeah, no, it's tough. That NISA, NISA is tough to win games in NISA. It's tough to win football games in general. So it is, it's it's the best job in the world, you know, because you get to wake up and, and, and coach football and play football every day. But there can be stress and all that sort of stuff that comes with it. So... Enjoy it, you know. Enjoy the ride and work hard and good things happen. Now, Jordan, for City Union, you also will be playing in the U.S. Open Cup for uh, the second year in a row. I know last year, Flower City Union, they won their first U.S. Open Cup matchup against Western Mass Pioneers. You were hanging in there against D.C. United for like 70, 75 minutes before they started scoring goals. Uh, yeah. put you guys away. I know you guys were there, but you got a new opportunity now being the boss and you got Open Cup match. I know your opponent will either be Manhattan SC or FC Motown in the second round, so that'll be determined later yeah. this month. But what does playing in the Open Cup and, and now coaching the Open Cup for you, what does it mean to you? It's something special. I mean, it reminds me a little bit of my the FA Cup back home in England. Uh, where, you know, once you get through a certain rounds, any team can play like an MLS team or anything like that. So there's magic towards it because, you know, an underdog team can play an MLS team or whatnot. And, 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 and there's always that hope of winning a game or and upsetting the odds. So there's definite magic about that. And that's pretty much what football is all about. You know, two teams going against each other and then an underdog uh, facing that team and, and, and showing, you know, just battling it out. So... Yeah, no, it definitely means a lot. We're going to take it very seriously. And, you know, we we try and get a couple wins and get a good run going and you know, generate more excitement and, and passion for the fans. So, yeah, it's going to be, we're looking forward to it. Well, if you guys can get far in the tournament, one interesting matchup that could happen uh, would be a Rochester Derby against Rochester New York FC. Of course, I know their situation has been kind of, up and down lately, but from what we've been hearing as recording this podcast, we're expecting them to play. So uh, that's one interesting matchup that could happen for you guys, a local Rochester Derby. And then, of course, you could maybe play the New York MLS teams with the New York Red Bulls or New York City FC. So yeah. that should be pretty exciting for the, the fans to get to check out uh, if you guys can get that far. Exactly, yeah. Very exciting. So, All right, Jordan, so... Talk about a little bit about, I know off you got a lot going on on the field for City Union, but off the field, I know you guys are very involved in the community, you know, connecting with kids and schools and doing a lot of charity work for, out there in Western New York. Being a former player and now a coach, you get to play a role in that. So why giving back to the community out there in Western New York is so important to City Union? Uh, firstly, it's the right thing to do. I mean, like I said, these guys come in and train. They train three or four hours a day, and then they have the rest of the day off. 
so, you know, fundamentally, that's what gets people in the seats and watching them and getting support is, is going out there and being in the community. We have a slogan here is rooted in Rochester. And that's what we stand by is that we want to make sure that, you know, when we need to go into schools and read books, if we go to like Volunteers of America and we're going in with the nurseries and interaction, we want to be, you know, a lively part of the community, you know, and be involved in any aspect. And it's, 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 you know, it's, it's a great opportunity for players to go in there. And also you get a good reflection of the guys you brought in as well. We went, you know, just a couple of days ago, we went into a Volunteers of America nursery and every single player showed up. Every single player was there, engaged with the kids, playing, laughing. And it was just an enjoyable experience to, to watch, you know, the characters that we've got. And it shows a lot about who they are as people. So it's it, it reflects really, really well on, on them. And it's the right thing to do. And, you know, gets everybody excited about football in Rochester again. You know, people can make that identification. Oh, he came to my school. Oh, he did, did you know. So you start to build a rapport. With, with the community and that's what will get people come in to watch games and I think that's that's crucial for, for, for trying to build a successful culture uh, you know and bring back football in Rochester so not only that also being involved in the community helps with brand awareness and getting people to know more about your club and everything you do and what you guys stand for and, and everything and for a small city like Rochester that's doing little things like that it's very important and can make a difference down the road. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Jordan. Of course, those are the developments off the field, but you've also announced the club has announced some exciting de- developments uh, as you guys get close to the season. I know you guys just announced your uh, theme nights and promotions uh, that you'll have for your home games uh, throughout the season. Is there any of those theme nights you kind of most excited about? Um, not as of yet. I mean, no? I'm sticking to mainly the, the, the full... I'm in pre-season mode, so those front staff office, they're the ones doing a fantastic job and doing all that sort of stuff. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with and whatever they do, I'm sure it's going to be fantastic and I'll be fully fully involved in it. So No, no, I get it. You, you got to coach the team, you know, I, I get that. But it never hurts to have a, a little fun. Check out the, the, the scenery and the atmosphere uh, prior to the kickoff. So I always find that intriguing when teams do theme night stuff i think, I think yeah. one of them i saw was like they're gonna have the, the, the dogs on the pitch night so that <laughs> was pretty easy they're gonna have like a ted lasso night as well so they got a couple a garbage plate night i did see that was on there too so they got they got a couple uh uh cool uh theme nights that, uh, for the fans to enjoy for sure so i can get behind the ted lasso one i can definitely oh. get a shave and keep and get the mustache flowing <laughs> My wife thinks I'm Roy Kent, so the way I shout and stuff like that. So either I could I could be could be either Ted or Roy, whichever one. But yeah, I'll be fully engaged in that one. No worries. <laughs> Looking forward to that, Jordan. You'll have to post some of that on the social media channels for sure. Of course. All right, and Jordan, I know one thing that City Union announced as well is that they are going to have a women's team. Uh, be part of the United Women's Soccer League. They just announced that a couple of days ago. I believe they're taking over the Rochester Lancers women's team and rebranding it to Flower City Union women's team. But just quickly, what are your thoughts on the team getting involved in the community but in doing that, but building up the men's team and now also helping out the women's game as well? 
yeah, no, it shows growth. It shows development of, of you know, City Union. And I think it's fantastic. I really do. I think for, for brand awareness and, and culturally, it's 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 moving in the right direction. So this is, you know, how we want to try and layer it to continue to build success. So, you know, this news was, was great news and fantastic. And we're very excited about this, the future for it. All right, Jordan. Well, I want to... Thank you again for taking time out of your busy day to join us on Nice Today FC podcast. And I wish you the best of luck in uh, year two with City Union. Appreciate it. Thank you for your time too, Josh. I want to thank once again City Union head coach and technical director Jordan Sullivan for joining us on our show. And with that, that will conclude today's episode of the Nisa Today FC podcast. If you guys have any feedback, comments, or suggestions, you can reach out to me on my personal Twitter page. It's at JT underscore Taylor 88. And if you like the show and want to keep up with all the latest updates, you can follow us on our social media handles. We are on Facebook at Nisa Today FC. We're also on Instagram at Nisa underscore Today FC. And we're also on Twitter at Nisa underscore Today FC. We can reach us as well. You guys enjoy the rest of your week. And I'll see you next time.